Hey, what's going on, everybody, man? I hope everyone is well, man. Welcome back to the show, man. So today, today's a good day, man. We got somebody really special on this episode. And before we get into that, I just want to say thank you to everybody who has been tuning in, man. I appreciate everything. Um, Over this past weekend, man, I got to go to my class reunion. And it was pretty amazing to see everybody who I haven't seen in forever, man. Uh, Not to date myself, but it was my 20th reunion. And it's just like, it was amazing to see all these people that you've known forever, 20 plus years. And you've gone to school with them. You've seen them. And sometimes you don't even have them on Facebook. Sometimes you just see these people and you're just like, wow, like this is what, this is, this is how your life has turned out. And it's pretty, most people in my class were doing pretty good, man. It was just inspiring to see that, man. And some people actually even knew my podcast, which was like mind blowing for a guy like me, like to know that people, my peers were paying attention to what I was doing. And I got to say that was really dope. man. and it meant a lot to hear, um, the feedback and the feedback was positive man so you know it was really really dope man shout out to my boy bc you know who you are man thank you my man bc really showed a lot of love man i really really respect that man thank you bro um i want to say just thank you to everybody who has been tuning in man 40 40 episodes i thought i wasn't gonna be done with this but you know for a little while but you know god by god's will we got another guest today and it's just it's amazing man it really is um I just want to really say, yo, if you if you got people that you haven't been in touch with in forever, but you have the opportunity to see them, I suggest you do that, man. Sometimes you need that to ground you to know that where you came from um, is pretty dope, and you need to. Sometimes you just need to see that. But uh, enough of that. Anyway, let's get to the show today. I got a very very special guest. She is the epitome of quality, style, and just I accept nothing but the best. And she is dope, and she's an amazing makeup artist who's built an entire makeup business um, behind doing weddings and doing high-end weddings. And I really, really think her story and how she just turned her, turned her life in, around into this is just amazing. She she came from the corporate world. She she went through the retail world. She pushed herself through things and made it happen. You know, she's a proud wife and a mother of two kids. She's done a lot, man. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. We got Melanie B on here. She's just a dope, dope person, period. Um, other than that, man, keep keep your eyes tuned because we're gonna have more stuff coming up in the in the future. We got um, another podcast that I'm producing that'll be out very soon. I'm producing a podcast, that's right. Your boy is stepping up his game a little bit, and uh, that'll be out very, very soon. And um, other than that, man, I hope you guys enjoy this. It's going down. On that note, I'm out. Enjoy the show. Peace. What's going on, everybody? Listen, we're back. It's a new episode. Um, Today, I got somebody who I always say I always got somebody special. But today, I really got somebody who is dope because she created her own lane. And she is just has that flyness about her. Today we're at Cuppy, so if you hear the door open and closing, it's because we're out here, we're doing our thing. And um, she just is somebody I watched on Instagram and somebody I seen just continuously just hit you in the head with just dope picture after dope picture after dope picture of her work. She is a makeup artist. She is a creative. And from what I can see, she is a woman who is about her business. 
and knows her followers, knows who what she wants. And I have to give it up to today, my guest, Melanie B. Hello. Hi, Brian. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm well. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. A um, couple of questions. Let's ask a couple of questions, first and foremost. Let me ask you this. How do... How did you get here? Where did you start this makeup love for makeup and everything? So um, I'd say that my story is probably a little similar to a lot of makeup artists that I know. Mm -hmm. Where uh, I started out with just a love of makeup. You know, I was one of those little girls who had a vanity Right. Toy vanity. I had the mannequin head that you put makeup on. Where did so you grow forth. up? If I'm um, I grew up in Jersey. North okay. Jersey. All yeah, right. right uh, about 10 minutes from here. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you grew, up, yeah, you grew up around where I lived in. Then. Yeah, I've always yeah. been a Jersey girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you were in the makeup very early. Yeah, so um, it wasn't anything that I took seriously, mm-hmm. you know, um, for a while. And then uh, around the time high school came... I actually left traditional high school to go to a vocational technical school where I um, enrolled in cosmetology. (laughs) So straight out the box, how did your family feel about that? Um, They loved it. Um, My mom and dad didn't really plan for me to go to um, to college, Okay. but they did want me to have a skill, Hmm. um, a trade. Did you ever do your mother's makeup back then? No, not really. Word? No. Oh, stop mm-hmm. it. Okay. Moms wasn't trying to hear you in the beginning, huh? She was like, mm. I mean, <laughs> I didn't offer either. All right. <laughs> She's like, I don't want this woman's opinion on my stuff. Yeah, I get that. Know. I get that. So you you went to cosmetology early in the game. Mm-hmm. And you had the support of your family. A lot of people, when they get started in, in any kind of creative business, they don't really get the support of their family off the bat. Right. How big was that for you? Well, um... It felt natural, right? Honestly, you know, um, it just it felt like a natural path. Um, I appreciated it. Mm. I didn't know where I was going with it at the uh, time. Yeah. I just knew that I wanted to do something that um, had to do with beauty, okay. where I could get out of school and have a career. Right. How big was it for you to be in that situation where you got the support from your family? You're doing this, and you want to get a job like right after school and stuff like that. Did you get, how big was it for you to get that support with them? But did you get support from your friends too and the homies? Did they like let you do their makeup as well or was mm. like, nah? You're taking me way back. I mean, <laughs> you have to make me tell my age. <laughs> nah, nah, don't need to tell your age. Like the 90s. You know, I'm not embarrassed or anything, but uh, it was the 90s. So, yeah. um, but when I got into um, cosmetology uh, in high school, initially, yeah, like I was that person that would do everybody's makeup for prom. Okay, okay. Junior prom yeah. and so forth. And, of course, I knew nothing about a professional application. Mm-hmm. And also, one thing about cosmetology is that at the time, they focused more on skin right. care, mm-hmm. uh, shaving, haircuts, and things. So it really wasn't a lot of makeup that we touched on at all. So I knew nothing about a professional application. Hair was actually my first love. Mm-hmm. So hair was your first love. So you, okay. So were you going to be like a hair designer and stuff like that? Was that something that you wanted to ever get into? It wasn't like something that you wanted to directly go into? Um, I actually enjoyed it okay. for a long time. Um, oh. I graduated, um, you know, licensed mm-hmm. um, and went right into doing hair. Started as a shampoo girl. <laughs> 
on Saturdays and so forth. Right, right. Um, and then eventually I transitioned into working in a salon full time. Nice, nice, nice. How was that first experience being in a salon working? In the, you're a young girl at that point. You're not like 19, 19, 19 years 18, old. 19. 18, 19 years. And you're in a working environment. How was that for you? Um, it was, of course, I felt grown up, but it was also scary. <laughs> and I didn't have a lot of business sense right. back then. So I, was, I wasn't really taking it completely seriously. Like I enjoyed the haircuts. I enjoyed the training mm-hmm. and all of the, you know, whatever styles they had going on in the 90s was yeah. fun. Yes. Uh, you know, changing the color of my hair. But from a business standpoint, I, I didn't have any intent to what I was doing okay. as a kid. I wanted to work and party, to be honest with you. Yeah. Well, uh, let me tell you something. When I was 18, 19, I, there was no telling me what I was doing. Right. I was out there. Life was about what was I going to be doing today? Okay. How do I get some money? And after I get that money, where are we going tonight? Exactly. Thursday to Sunday. <laughs> yeah, Thursday, Thursdays right. starts it all off. Right. Of course, and I had homies that were in college. Mm-hmm. So going to their college was my college. Right. So whatever they're doing, I'm, oh, exactly. I, I'm on the turnpike. Where you at? Right. Like, I'm, I mean, I'm over there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did you, when did the, the, when did the transition start for you when you started saying, look, maybe I can really start making a real living. Like, I got to really make a living doing this. So um, I went back and forth for a long time, um, Mm. to be honest, because I ended up, I was in a salon um, for a couple years. Yeah. Um, I actually left home at 19. Okay. Wow. You left home at 19? Yeah. It was crazy. (laughs) I wanted to do what I wanted to do. Yeah. You know, I didn't want to listen. I thought I was grown and everything. Right. So I left home, of course, again, no sense of how to, you know, pay bills or Mm -hmm. anything. So um, I ended up leaving the salon and going to work into retail. <laughs> and I did that because at one point my boss put me on commission yeah. in the salon yeah. and then it got really real because I had rent to pay and the rent was only like, I don't know, 400 So you're like a something, n- 19, 20 year old girl yeah. paying rent. Yeah. That's no joke. Yeah, it was. And I, I, did, I had no concept. Again, here I am. I'm at the club. Yeah, I'm yeah, at the yeah. tunnel. Yeah. You know, or every, I'm, I'm Ooh, everywhere. I'm in the tunnel. tunnel. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. wherever, Bentley's, everywhere. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, so what do you mean I have to pay rent? <laughs> like, what do you mean? I got to go shopping. Word. So I, I left home, and um, I couldn't manage working in a salon with the, with the lack of income. So I ended mm-hmm. up first trying to work at the salon and work in retail, okay. but then eventually retail took me out of the salon most times, mm. so I ended up leaving altogether because the money was steady right, right, in right. retail. Yes. So I missed it, but yeah. I felt like it's what I had to do at the time. There, there is that, that rubber, when the, what was it, say the rubber meets the road kind of moment in your life where you're like, yo, I gotta do what I gotta do. It's right. survival. When did you start to transition back into, like, into the cosmetic world? Um, so... The first time um, I started headed, heading back into the um, beauty industry yeah. is um, I had a brief stint where I moved to Delaware and oh. I was working in a hair salon. That was like uh, probably about nine months that lasted because mm-hmm. I, I couldn't stand Delaware. I moved <laughs> yeah. out there for some guy. Crazy. Guys, guys will. Yeah, guys, guy, right. <laughs> yo, it's so, I hate to say that, but it's amazing how that story never gets old. Yeah, same thing. Like I'm I, sure I, you had homegirls who did the same thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I could speak to young women and tell them, like, don't do it, like, for someone who's not your husband. Do you, you know, but anyway, mm-hmm. that's beside the point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when did you realize, like, yo, I got to get back to Jersey? I know you missed that shit. Um, so I, of 
course the relationship ended. I mm-hmm. was actually doing hair in Delaware. I was like, okay. licensed in Delaware. And then I, I ended up coming back. But when I came back, I needed a job. Mm. So I jumped into corporate America. Corporate America is actually in mixed into all of this also. Oh. Yeah. So I came back and went into corporate America. And then I was in corporate um, for, wow, some time. That's Quite a big change, corporate America. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you feel stifled while you were in corporate America? Um, I did. Creatively? It's definitely mm. because it's nine to five working for someone else. And it's not to say that it's bad because some people actually don't mind. Right, right, right. But when you're creative, you have other things that you want to do. Yes, and Lord. And no time to do that. Yes, when Lord. When you are working for someone else, nine to five is just a lot more challenging. And people never get that. You try to have a conversation with them about, like, what, people always say, why you go out and do this? You got to be crazy to go out and do this on your own and stuff like that. I'm like, right. you just don't understand because there's nothing you're that passionate about right. yet. Until you figure out what you're so passionate about that you're really willing to throw it up instead of the money, you're just like, you really won't get it until you're in it. Exactly. Did you, during that time, of course, you probably stabled out at that point in mm-hmm. your life. Being that you, like, you had that stable, was it scary to start pursuing other things? Um, it was scary, but it, it needed to happen. So mm-hmm. um, the way it happened um, specifically is that I was working for this call center as an investment banking firm about six years ago. Was that in New York? Um, it was in Jersey. Was they in Jersey. have a branch in New, but it was in Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's fine. I, I made the best of the situation. The job was fun because the people were fun. The job yeah. itself sucked. The people were fun. <laughs> but um, they laid me off, like, just abruptly one day. And when they laid was this door like the crash, like in a way? No, um, it was the, it was a call center that kind of just did stuff like that. Yeah, like, yeah. Lay you off, call you back, lay you off. And then one time they laid me off, but they laid me off during the summer. Oh, and whole another story. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay. For anybody who's ever been laid off during the summer, it's game time, buddy. Exactly. We're about to enjoy this. Exactly. <laughs> so at first I was bitter because yeah. originally when I had taken a job, I was supposed to do it part time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did it because we needed the extra income in our home. We had two small children. Um, oh, so at that point you already had gotten married yes. and everything. Mm-hmm. Ah. Yeah. There's, some, there's some gaps and things. But yeah, yeah. I, was in, I was, again, corporate different companies I'd worked for. Yeah. So so, yeah, so um, basically, uh, when they laid me off, at first I was upset about it. Mm. But throughout that time, people had actually said to me, you should be doing makeup. Like, why don't you do YouTube videos? But I was like, YouTube, I'm not interested in YouTube. <laughs> and then also, I wasn't really doing makeup on other people. Right, right, and right. that's totally different. We'll yeah. talk about that We're going to talk, we'll talk about that later right. on. Right. <laughs> but um, when they laid me off. I was. I all of a sudden had all this time. Mm-hmm. I had time for my children. Yes. I remember one day the epiphany came when I was at um, a girlfriend's uh, pool party. It was like a play date. Okay. And it was like two o'clock in the afternoon, and my kids are playing in the pool with their friends, and I'm laid back in a beach chair with a drink <laughs> in my hand, and I was like, "Oh shoot, I remember this life." <laughs> and I told my husband, I was like, "I don't want to go back." Mm. I don't want to go back to corporate. I want to do makeup. So your husband has played a pivotal, pivotal, pivotal role yeah. in your in your career because the fact that you're telling your spouse this, mm-hmm. that's not an easy thing to tell your spouse right. that, but you told him straight up. Right. Was he supportive or was he more of in a shock moment and then it came around to him? Um, he was supportive, number one, because he hated the job. 
Okay. The corporate position, he didn't like it for a lot for of all guys. We hate hearing our wives, girlfriends hate their jobs. Just yeah. To, yeah, it's not a great thing. I've been yeah. there before. Mm-hmm. I know that feeling. Yeah, he didn't like it, and then um, he knew he didn't know what was what my plan was, and I didn't know what my plan was. But he's mm-hmm. like, "Sure, do it. What do you want to do?" So I started out by going by seeking out a uh, makeup school. Okay. Where I could take some master classes and mm. get refreshed, and then yes. took it from there. Nice. So you went from that and you decided that you're going to go do this. How was it? How was it being that you're a mom? That must have been one of the most difficult decisions you ever had to make. How was that transition for you? Um, well, I like the fact that I had more time with my children because, yes. again, the schedule that I had in the call center really took me away from them. So mm-hmm. now all of a sudden I had time, and that was the original plan for yeah. me to have time with my children and be around for them. So mm-hmm. that was good. Um, but then it also meant that um, more of the financial burden was going to be on my husband and so forth. So I also needed to produce evidence to him that what I was doing, yeah. this new venture, was going to bring in, you know, income and that I was serious about it. It's not a joke, man. For shout out to all the spouses, girlfriends, um, husbands out there who who ride with you through the rough parts. Because I know this because I'm going through this now. And it is not easy. Until you show proof, right. they don't want to hear much about it. Right. Until they see it, they're like, yo, fam, guess what? <laughs> we need to pay for these groceries. Right. So yeah. show me some goods right now. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, because Christmas ain't cheap. <laughs> Christmas, <laughs> Christmas ain't cheap. Kids ain't cheap. Yeah. Um, you spent more time with your kids and everything. Mm-hmm. you becoming an entrepreneur as a mother. Your kids are how old at this time? Um, at the time? At that time? Yeah. Uh, I would say, like, two. My daughter was two. My son was five. Five. So you got two yeah. small children. Mm-hmm. And you're a black woman who's stepping out to become an entrepreneur. What was, what was your strategy? So, to be honest, I, I really didn't have much of one when I looked back. Mm-hmm. When I looked back at it, I just knew that um, I wanted to you know, start to build clients and mm. so forth. So one, the first thing I did, um, like I mentioned, is I took a, like a four-week master class. Um, okay. And that's because I wanted to get um, brought up to speed on whatever trends were happening, mm-hmm. um, learn proper sanitation uh, in regards to, you know, makeup and so forth. And so I did that, um, and I kind of soaked myself in trying to take different classes. Some of them were productive. Some of them were a waste of money, to yeah. be honest with you. Um, but it still helped me get clear. Yes. You know, yes. Um, little by little. Yes. It takes time to build, A, a you got to build a portfolio. B, exactly. you, have to, you have to build connections. Right. So you're a makeup artist. That means you're just like, ultimately, you paint faces. How was that first client that you got and what was describe your nerves on that day man. like how was that for you because you seem so composed I must say you're a very <laughs> composed woman <laughs> it's hard to see me you like shaking in your boots because you're about to do somebody's face for the first time yeah. what was your who was your first client and what was it for oh man um, 
I'm taking you back, I know. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm like, I gotta scroll down my Instagram <laughs> to um, figure that out. But mm-hmm. um, to, the first one that pops up in my head uh, mm-hmm. was actually a wedding that I got called to do. Mm. Um, it was paid for, it was a referral, and it was in Connecticut. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And, oh. um, you know, looking back, I mean, it was a good experience, but looking back, first of all, I, like, grossly undercharged. Well, we all do. Grossly. You know how like, many times I've... Op- <laughs> <laughs> you know how many times I've undercharged for photography at this point that I'm right. just... I just look at myself and say, damn, I should have charged more oh, money. It's totally different it now. It never fails. And now, like, even though I'm not the season, most seasoned photographer. I know for a fact I'm worth this much right. at this time, and I yeah. know you need these at this point, yeah. so here's what you get. The more you pay, the quicker your turnaround. The less you pay, the slower the turnaround. Yeah. But in... I get it. Yeah, I get it now. When did... So you did that one. Mm-hmm. And you, that was, your, like, your first wedding, right? Um, yeah, it was my first wedding. And I didn't know that I wanted to do brides specifically. Yeah. It was just I just took this particular wedding. Took a life of um, its own, huh? Yeah, and you know what? I'm sorry. I'm actually confusing that with another one. I had one that was actually, it was in, it wasn't, it might have been Queens or something. I really have to do, but it was it was early. That mm-hmm. much I remember. It was mm-hmm. early. Um, it was a group, it was an older lady um, mm-hmm. that was marrying a gentleman. So she had more mature skin. Mm-hmm. And then I took care of her mom, and her mom had, like, no eyebrows and mm-hmm. so forth. And, like, to a new artist mm-hmm. working, um... I didn't have all this, the greatest brushes at the time. I had, like, this crazy-looking, like, miniature ring light and so <laughs> forth. I um, love my ring light. FY. Yeah, I mean, they're great for photography. Yeah. But um, at the time, I do remember being nervous. Right, you know, right, right. Because I was like, how am I going to make And, you know, it's so funny. You've come so far. Now yeah. I would know how to handle a situation like that mm-hmm. smoothly. Um, my process is so much different, but at the time, I was I was definitely a wreck. But you can't show that to the client. No, you can't. You know, you got to keep composed. Yeah. Um, client relations for you, like mm-hmm. you're a makeup artist. I seen what happened with Cardi B's makeup artist. Yeah. I saw the craziness. Like, yeah. it can be crazy for you. Have you ever dealt with the craziness from some of your clients? Like, yo, like I did my part. I can't make this any better than mm-hmm. what it is. Your skin is just not wor- not going to mix well with whatever I do at this point. Um, I've more so dealt with that when I, not with private clients so mm-hmm. much. Um, I, ha- I think I had like one private client early, early on that came for like a makeup um, trial for her wedding. Mm-hmm. And she kind of brought a friend and a friend was being picky and so forth. But there's also changes I could have made. Like, right. it wasn't as bad. The friend actually made it a lot worse. When what it was, right? The situation um, stressful. Yeah. But um, the most drama I dealt with is when I was freelancing ah. for, like, cosmetic companies. Like, Mac. Mm-hmm. Like, I used to freelance for Mac. And Ooh. that's when I dealt with the drama and the clients that yeah. honestly were you know, annoying and so forth. But I couldn't control that. Right, I couldn't right. choose my client. So it's, I would definitely deal with people who would come in and they would, you know, um, bust your chops about mm. different things. And it's like you have to stand there and deal with it. Because, and you don't know their personality. There's no screening, anything like that. That was tough. Dealing with, when you're, when you're dealing with, you're freelancing for Mac and stuff like that, that's got to be, like, really frustrating because when you, free, when you, you have no way of knowing what's going on with right. them. Is the is it is it a lucrative thing when you when you're freelancing like that way, or is it more is better for you to just be doing your own thing? Um, 
personally mm-hmm. on my own. I made a lot more money being mm. on my own um, because when you work for the counters, they pay you hourly. Mm. And then also they control your schedule. Yeah. So even though I was freelance and I was part time, um, it was still what, like 20 bucks an hour or okay. something. So think about this. <laughs> they I'm were cheaping like you five out. Five faces yeah. for $100 before, you know, five hours of work for $100 before taxes. Ooh. And like, think about it. Like, I could knock out a face for like double that in an hour. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, yeah, it, I was there for a while. I mean, it definitely had its, its benefits because mm-hmm. you never know who's going to sit in your chair. So it definitely taught, um, you know, me to refine my processes, you know, and so forth. And it, it does teach you some skill. You get to practice constantly. Right. Um, but also there were some things, there were some drawbacks. Again, you don't control your schedule. They mm-hmm. give you the schedule and so forth. And I, I still felt stifled did by you, that. Did you ever come across any issues because you're um, in this culture? I don't know it well enough to know mm-hmm. whether it has anything to play with race, but you're a, a powerful black woman doing this business. Did you ever run up against any issues because you you were a woman in this business who wasn't willing to like dumb down your stuff like you were about your business? Did you run into any interference because of that? Hmm. I have to think about that. Mm-hmm. I have to think about that. I'm not a uh... I mean it may have happened and maybe it uh I just didn't give it too much thought. Mm-hmm. Honestly, um because as, as far as I was concerned, I was like, I refuse to let anybody get in my way. Hold on one second. Okay, I'm back. So as you were saying, I'm so sorry about that. No, it's okay. Um, I just, you know, I'm one of those people where I feel like, like I was saying, I'm not going to let anybody get in my way. Right, or right, right. Or make me feel any type of way about myself or what I'm doing business-wise and so forth. So I'd have to think about it because I'm sure there's, there's probably been um, something, but nothing comes to mind that is worthy of remembering, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. That's good because a lot of people... You know, they go through it. They fight, they go through it, and everything seems to be, like, hard-pressed. And they suffer, they go up against a barrier because some people don't want to move around and let other people in the door. Right. But you saying that you, you really don't have anything that stood out, that means you had a really, not probably not an easy road, but you had mm-hmm. a road that wasn't, you wasn't getting undercutted by a bunch of people who didn't yeah, want to see you I there. I mean, you know, there's been, you know, there's always roadblocks, mm-hmm. some type of roadblocks, but I can't, um, you know, think of a specific person, you know. I mean, I've had incidents where, you know, I've been taken advantage of, you know, for <laughs> I think example, any creative has been, you know, for sure. doing, you know, free work and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And when I say free work, that kind of is par for the course when yeah. you're coming into this. Yeah. But to the point where, I mean, looking back, I should have been paid. Mm-hmm. For those things, but mm-hmm. I at the time I was too inexperienced mm-hmm. to to know that. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree with that. I had my own experiences doing photography work and dealing with people, and it's just been like I couldn't. Right. I now I look back on it, and I was like, I was definitely the fool, but I thought <laughs> I was doing my thing. Uh, right. Sometimes you think that otherwise. 
speak to me about because one thing I do love about what you do is what I see on social media. It's like beautiful picture after beautiful picture. Now, how did you how did you find that 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 niche in social media to put out that kind of stuff with the weddings and stuff like that? Because like we had spoken off mic, a lot of makeup artists are very all over the place. They're not always they're not always centric as like as you are. Mm-hmm. How did you find that? Or it so, just kind of just kind of happened as you started just put, putting out your work. Or did you yeah. really build a lot of relationships with a lot of photographers? Um, so initially, you know, I was just doing makeup. You know, mm-hmm. makeup for prom, makeup for this, makeup for that. But I I didn't have a specific target right. of um, of type of client I wanted to serve. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have a specific niche at all um and then i figured out that i wanted to do bridal okay um, which a lot of artists um back away from because it's a lot riding it's a lot of emotion and emotions and sometimes drama yes you know and dealing with um brides and parties and so forth so i knew i wanted to do that Mm -hmm. um but i had a mentor ah yeah Ah. my mentor um i used to go to, uh, she would hold different meetings and so forth. Can I say her name? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, yeah, so it's Candace Shepard. Nice. Um, I'm sure a lot of people um, listening to this have probably heard of her, um, makeup artist mm-hmm. and um, educator yes. and so forth. And um, I have to give credit to her to being able to uh, help me mm-hmm. to um, zone in on what it is I wanted to do. Right. Because even though I started to serve brides, I was still all over the place with what type of bride I wanted to serve because there's all types of brides, mm-hmm. you know, um, in terms of the market. Um, so I had to hone in on who I wanted to attract. Got you. And so Instagram is a part of that. Marketing <laughs> is a part of that. Big time, know? big um, time. So if I didn't want to do, if I didn't want to attract people, for example, that wanted, you know, the Instagram makeup, yeah. then I could I then I shouldn't be doing Instagram makeup. I shouldn't be putting it on my page. If right. I want to attract brides who appreciate um, luxury and being pampered and mm. beauty, beautiful like images, I needed to put that out there mm. in images and so forth. And so I had to do all of these things um, in terms of Instagram. So that's why I said like before, you like scroll way, way, way down. <laughs> it wasn't none of that. I didn't do that. I didn't do that thing <laughs> of a deep dive. Yeah. But what, what I saw, being that I'm a photographer myself, mm-hmm. I just appreciated what you put Thank out there. You. And I've never shot a wedding, but I can see that you have done some amazing stuff. Thank you. I've and worked for some fantastic photographers. Yeah, you really have. And yeah. all the other vendor teams, hair, mm-hmm. styling, florists. Like, everybody comes together and works yeah. so hard. It's really yeah. dope. It scares the crap out of me taking photos of you today. Like, <laughs> oh, God, like, I got to really go all in right now. <laughs> but anyway, what I'm saying is it just it shows the, the fortitude in your work, and it shows that you really are about your business. And I appreciate that. I think that's really, really dope. Now, you 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 put that time and effort to really build something, your business. How how does one build a makeup business, a makeup artist business? Really, how does that really work for you? Like, do you guys go out and get a? You have to. In other words, logistically, how did you how did you really set yourself up mm-hmm. these days? With every with how many ways you can get paid and stuff like that. I always, I always say that. You judge a person's business by how logistically they set their ways up right. and how easy they make it for the person to pay them and receive their stuff. Like, 
do you go out and buy your own products? How does exactly do, do you set that up? I don't want you to give away the entire recipe. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, a little, little something for the listeners, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, so... First of all, yeah, definitely need a. I definitely needed a professional um, makeup kit, mm-hmm. and when I say that um, professional makeup kit, it can be an arsenal. You know, I, I had an arsenal of different products that I would use from, right. you know, drugstore brand mm-hmm. to like high end brands and so forth, just depending on what performs well. So I needed to choose things. I'm especially working with brides who need makeup to last all day. Yes, um, products that perform well, um, that photograph beautifully on camera, that are compatible with skin, there's not going to be issues. So that um, is sometimes trial and error. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a huge investment mm-hmm. uh, in doing that. Uh, we, we really spend a lot of money. So was, there was that. Um, I also had to, um, of course, build a website. Like, you're not being taken seriously if you don't have a website. Okay, so I'm a photographer without a website. I got to really work on that. Ah, oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, well, no shade to you. No shade, yeah. yeah. It's a big deal. It's, it's a big, I didn't think it yeah. was a big deal because mm-hmm. I thought, you know, I've been getting a lot of my business just straight off social media yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. But mm-hmm. I still notice, like, for me to get taken serious on Upwork and other places that Definitely. have, like, really big businesses, mm-hmm. I need to upgrade like yeah, right now i just helps. set up i just set up another business account mm-hmm. just to take on that kind of Good, stuff yeah. it's i guess you could say it really is to be taking professional you got to do the website right. take things serious like right how much of a how much out of the day do you do you dedicate to your business at this point is it really like 12 hours like they say um you know it's with us it's, it's so different as creatives because mm-hmm. it's all day <laughs> it's really all day and it, it doesn't mean it's straight 12 day, yeah you know, but what I do is I try to take out blocks of time. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to spend um, from, you know, 9 to 12. Or sometimes it could be 15 minutes. It really depends on what my day is like, you know, what my schedule's like and so forth. But um, our minds are constantly turning. My mind is always going. 1 o'clock in the morning, 2 o'clock in the morning. It's hard to sleep going. like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Trust so me, I know that feeling too. Um, yeah. It's something that I'm always working on, to be honest, because sometimes it can stretch far beyond what it's supposed to. I and, mean, you know, you're supposed to turn off because at some point, like, I have kids, I have a husband mm-hmm. and so forth. They need time. Right. And it can be challenging to mesh it all together. It's like, yeah, we got to go pumpkin picking today. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. But guess what? We need, you need to send out like three emails today. Yeah, and you sit up there like, Contracts okay, and so forth what? And answer emails oh in a God. timely manner. People don't know. understand how important that like mobile Wi-Fi is. Kind of like important. Right. Like, where are we going? Do they have Wi-Fi? They don't. Okay, exactly. maybe we shouldn't go there. Yeah, yeah. We're twenty-four hours. It's, yeah, twenty-four. Um, I mean, I'm, and I mean, don't get me wrong. I have hours that I won't, you know, um, answer emails and so forth like that mm-hmm. because it's important to have boundaries. Um, in business and so forth, but uh, for the most part, you know, I don't have office hours no, me in the same way. So I may be up working on my website or scheduling a post on Instagram at like two, three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah. I always say you have to give people like um, you got to give people a stern understanding of your business, right? And make sure they understand like just because you don't think I have a nine to five that I'm open to you all the time but you can just do it i have to have space for my family and things like that nature Mm -hmm. that balance is not easy no not Not easy and you have two children right Mm -hmm. still have two there's not another third one right Mm -hmm. okay (laughs) okay (laughs) all right so you got those two kids they're growing they're getting Mm -hmm. bigger and stuff like that them growing and getting bigger and, and, and taking on different kinds of responsibility how is that how have you been able to balance that 
these oh, days? Man. Uh, it's a it's a work in progress. Um, for me, I know this past year was my busiest year ever. Mm. Um, had one month June I think I had like six rides you know I definitely noticed that because your volume of like how much you would post and stuff like that definitely shot up yeah I noticed that now Mm -hmm. normally for a creative when you see the volume get going up that Mm -hmm. means we're we're busy things are going things are going out yeah for sure and uh so what I had to do is block off time Mm-hmm. Where I was like no business. Yeah. You know, I took we took the kids on uh, two vacations this year, which mm. is not the norm. <laughs> two vacations, <laughs> and then I had my you know a wedding anniversary, so I actually had three vacations, which is odd. Mm-hmm. I don't know when that's gonna happen again. Mm-hmm. But my point is, I had to block out the time for them. Yeah, you had because to make if space. I didn't, yeah, then I would have been booked. Yeah, I would have been booked. I had people asking for you know those dates that I'd be away with my family mm-hmm. and so forth. And I hate turning away, uh, turning away money. I go live. <laughs> I think I think I, I asked you to be on a podcast a while ago. You were like, Brian, when the season slows down, I'll get back to you. <laughs> and yeah, I was like, crazy. I was like, I was like, you know what? There's nothing I can say to yeah. that. It's just like, yo, that's what's good because you're booked and busy as you should be. You know what I mean? As you should be because this is the tis the season. Or yeah. what kind of wedding seasons are more interesting to you? The fall seasons or do you like the summer? Some people I noticed like um, the fall season. I never thought about it. I mean, I guess mm. weather-wise, the warm weather is always nice. Right, 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 right. Um, June was, like, super hot. I like June because June is summer and there's all of these outdoor ceremonies. And mm-hmm. so, forth. so I like outdoor ceremonies Okay, okay, lot. okay. Um, first look and all of those things. So mm-hmm. that's great. You like the natural light look. Yeah, I do. It does. It plays do. well with makeup. It does. It does yeah, play well with makeup. it's beautiful. I, I, I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also like the look and feel. Like, I had a bride I took care of in February. Yeah. And I mean, it was freezing outside, but her photos were spectacular. You know, the mm. colors and everything that she chose were spectacular. So I don't know if I have a favorite season. Mm-hmm. I just don't like being outside when it's cold. <laughs> and I tend to be outside with my brides oh. and so forth, you know. But I like my brides perfect, so I don't mind being outdoors with them. So Speaking forth. of perfect, are you, do you have some OCD? Yes, absolutely. They'll okay. tell you. Okay, okay. Absolutely. Okay, yeah. okay. I, I kind of caught on to that, but I was letting it rock. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I see it, but okay, no problem. Yeah. That's dope, though. Some people have to have that. Creatives, oh. let me be honest, all creatives have OCD to yep, a certain so. extent. If you're mm-hmm. good at what you do and you mm-hmm. take your craft seriously, mm-hmm. it's not a joke. Like, you need to, like, you will be on top of it. Like, for me, I'll be sitting there and it's a lint ball on a shirt. I will go and get rid of that lint ball. Now, I know that's not, no one's going right. to pay attention to it, right. but I see it. Definitely. If I crop down a photo, I see a little piece of whatever I cropped mm-hmm. out there, I have to get rid of it. Yeah. I know no one's going to pay attention to it, right. but for me, I see it. Yeah. Does that happen to you? Do you ever get, do you ever see your stuff posted and you be like, damn, I missed that? Um, yeah. So what mm-hmm. I do is um, the majority of the time I am with my brides Mm. during pictures um, and all of those things because I am that person that is going to um, be upset if I get the pictures back and this is crooked or there's (laughs) hair out of place and so forth. So I actually um, am with them. I had a bride this past uh, weekend Mm -hmm. and her gown designer 
said to me that he appreciated the fact that um, I have an eye for detail. He's like, do you remember when you came to fix my bow tie? Oh. He was just part of the, you know, he was a groomsman. Mm -hmm. But I stepped in and I looked at everybody as the photographer shooting mm -hmm. and I went in and fixed shirts, fixed, fixed bow ties and all those things. Because right. I don't want those coming back. And it, I mean, it's not that I'll get blamed for it. Right, it's, right. Not my, it's out of the you know, scope of my job. Right. But I like a perfect picture. Yes. So why not just step in and fix some yeah. you know, bow ties? There's less editing for you guys. <laughs> Trust me. Yeah. Trust me. And I'm not even a Photoshop guy. And... I'm not going to Photoshop much out, but I'm going to look at that and be like, okay, okay, okay. Right. I got to fix this, or I'm going to have to black and white this yeah. somehow. Make it forever. Yeah. Now, so. Yeah, man. Have, so you've built a relationship and a network of people. Mm -hmm. How important is relationships to you and your business and your life? Super duper. You right. can't do it without other people. Right. You know, you need a network and, um, and people that support you people that you can refer and that are going to refer you mm -hmm. um, so forth, whether it's clients, whether it's colleagues, mm. friends, family, got to have that. I don't know how, how anybody can be successful doing it alone. Yeah. I have really learned that over this past year. It has not been easy doing a podcast by yourself. It is not easy doing photography by yourself mm -hmm. and still trying to build something by yourself. Right. You have to work with people. Um, I think I had a lot of trust issues because I've been burnt so many times in the mm -hmm. past with other other um, endeavors. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's a lot to trust someone to take on in the things. But if you don't trust, you'll never get anywhere. And right. you're this is an incredible business. What kind, can I ask you something? You see the big, big, big explosion of Rihanna's makeup line. Mm hmm. Do you have you ever used that line? How do you feel about like you see that? Because that's like one of the biggest lines I've seen ever blow up since yeah. I've been around, and I'm like, mm -hmm. whoa! Like, okay, I always wanted to ask this to a makeup artist. Hmm. Like, <laughs> when you see these lines blowing up, do you ever do you say to yourself, shoot, I should, I need to get a line? <laughs> um, I've never thought about getting a line. I mm -hmm. um, I definitely have ideas about coming out with specific products. Mm -hmm. um, as far as uh, Rihanna is concerned, or the Fenty um, Beauty line, mm -hmm. I do have a couple of favorite products ah. um, that I use two specifically. Um, mm -hmm. One is a lipstick, and one is a powder. But right. um, I do overall, um, when I look at what I'm going to choose, especially since I tend to buy most stuff that goes in my professional kit, mm -hmm. I do look at whether how something performs and also how it's going to perform for my brides. Right, right. So if I feel like if, if something that's better suited for consumers, mm -hmm. then I won't necessarily put it in my kit. Gotcha. So I have a few of her items here and there, but mm -hmm. it really depends on how it performs for me. Nice. So, yeah, I don't just jump on the bandwagon. Gotcha. Kind of stuff. You're very particular. Well, that goes back to your OCD, and, and <laughs> it goes back to your ability to, to figure out what you like, because everyone has their thing. Like, I'm particular about my lenses. I'm particular yeah. about the way I edit. Mm -hmm. I'm particular about certain things. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not crazy particular about certain mm -hmm. things, but some things I'm like, no, no, no. Right. This is how it's got to be done. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. And I appreciate that about some people, you know, that I'm not the only one that's always in my head with certain things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> in in that business, in, you see the the makeup world is blowing up. How much do you contribute that to social media and YouTube and stuff of that nature? Because, I mean, YouTube beauty blogging is a big damn thing. Mm -hmm. I see what's going on. What is that guy, Jeffree Star? Yeah. And... and <laughs> If you guys wish you guys could see her face. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Stuff like that. I'm just saying in general, uh, how do you think it's affecting young girls and how do you feel about the business itself? 
Well, um, I think that in a way it's fun. You know, makeup mm -hmm. is fun and right. so forth. Uh, so, you know, with there being the beauty bloggers and so forth, you mm -hmm. know, it's... Um, it's, it's creative. It allows people to play in makeup, have some fun with some videos and right. so forth. So that part isn't, um, isn't negative at all. Right, right. Um, yeah. The other side to it is that it has made everyone think that they're automatically a makeup artist. Ah, just it, like everyone thinks they're a photographer. Yeah, I totally get that. A ring light and <laughs> one makeup palette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then all of a sudden they're a professional makeup artist. Mm -hmm. And it then what sometimes it poses challenges um, for us, and not so much where I feel like it affects my money, mm -hmm. but um, what happens is that you have clients who don't know the difference right yeah. away. They have to learn the hard way between mm -hmm. a professional makeup artist and someone who loves makeup. And so they'll go to this person who has this palette and is like, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm going to you know, do your makeup, and then they mess them up. Mm-hmm. And then this per they have this bad experience, and then sometimes I have to come in, or we have to come in and clean it up. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Have you had a clean up? Have you had a, like an emergency clean up job on a bride before? Um, no. Okay. I haven't. No, no, not not, that. not mm -hmm. you cleaning, not mm -hmm. cleaning up someone. You have to clean up your own stuff, but someone you had to come in and clean someone else's mistakes up. Um, no, because I don't do that. Okay, I got you. Yeah, no, I don't do that. <laughs> what I mean is that sometimes a client will have a, a previous bad experience uh, where someone okay, has, okay. Um, you know, I talk about this a lot. They've mismatched their skin, mm. or they did a job where the makeup, um, especially on women of color, mm -hmm. um, is gray or it's ashy and so forth, and so they've had a bad experience, mm -hmm. and so now they, you, it's almost like you have to pay for what that other person does. But most of the time, I'd say at this point in the game, by the time my brides come to me and we have that first conversation, they're already confident that okay. I, can, I can make it happen for them. I can see them, V. You got, like, you just have this calming of voice about you, yo, that I could honestly see. <laughs> I, I can I see them to be like, yes, talk to me more. Like, I need, <laughs> I need you to tell me what's going on. Like, if you were, like, a therapist, you would kill. <laughs> like, just because of the voice and everything. Funny, I've thought about that before. <laughs> yes. Um... The makeup business is crazy because of social media yep. and what I see. Mm -hmm. Like, recently, the issue with Akil and um, what's uh, uh, what's her name? Megan Stallion. Yes. I just saw that. That just happened. I just saw it, too. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, have you? do you need them to tag you and stuff and things like that? Because I know for me as a photographer, and I can speak mm -hmm. to this. Yeah. It does. I do feel a way about me not getting tagged. Of course. Because it's my work. Yep. You know? And I've had to check people before, but checking them online and checking them offline, mm -hmm. I don't know. Sometimes I want to just say, yo, what, what's going on here? Why would you yeah. post this without tagging me? And then there's other times where I just be like, I'll send a text like, hey, man, thanks for the tag. Right. You of know, sarcastic, sarcastically, depending on my relationship with that person. Yeah. Have you ever had your work posted and not get tagged and you felt some kind of way about that? <laughs> this is an ongoing, like discussion amongst makeup artists. So when I saw that post, mm -hmm. I was like, here we go again. Like, this is <laughs> ongoing. So first of all, with photographers, you know, yeah. you guys are the owners right, right. of the images. Totally yep. get that. Mm -hmm. um, so you, by far, um, above anybody else, should be being tagged exactly. at all times. Exactly. Um, in terms of the rest of us, mm -hmm. makeup artists, hair, I say this. What would the photo look like without makeup and hair? It would suck. 
no offense to anyone, but yes. It's it still it life, bad. you know. Um, yes. As a, a makeup artist that I respect said that a long time ago, what would it look like without makeup, hair, without styling, mm. you know? So we, pay, we play an integral role in what that final product looks like. Right. And so um, when we're not tagged... Um, we're not mentioned in credits. Um, personally, if it's an image where the makeup can be seen, mm-hmm. I do not like it. I do take a little bit of offense to that. Mm. Um, and it's because this is my work. And that's how my, a lot of my brides find me. They mm-hmm. go into the captions. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, my brides have find me and uh, found me because they look down into the captions. Big facts. Yeah. Big so facts. So when, when it's not there, and a lot of my brides um, have gone viral. Mm. Over the past, I had a, a couple who their wedding isn't even until next June, and they already been on some of the biggest pages, social Ooh. media, and somehow my name gets rem- removed. What? Yeah, it happens all the time where it gets reposted, and one person just it's like, oh yeah, I'm just not gonna, I'm not gonna bother. So fortunately, I work with some great photographers yeah. who go in and they'll say, okay, this is who did the makeup. Right, right, right. You know, I had, um, and I'll go in and I'll add the vendors too. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's somebody, I'll be like, okay, such and such did the styling or right, the gown. Because right. we want to help come up. This is a team effort here. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that. Shout out to Jeff, who definitely, I want to shout out to my one of the guests, Jeff, who's been here yeah. before. Shout out to great photographers. Just want to mm-hmm. shout him out real quick. Um, that in itself, the fact that you recognize that mm-hmm. as a creative is dope. Some people are very abashed, and they don't have, like, they just, like, whatever, my stuff's out there. Right. Like, it don't work like that, homie. Like, nah, you got you to gotta own your stuff. Right. Do you agree that this business is blowing up right now for you? But it's blowing up, period. The makeup business is blowing up. Um, yeah. I mean, hmm. I think, I don't know if it's, if it's blowing up in a way where... Um, I mean, I think it's been doing that for, I guess, the past several several years. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that social media has brought a lot of things yeah. to light that we didn't necessarily pay attention to before, like all of the phenomenal African weddings. I talk about this a lot. You I used to never see that yeah. before on social media. And they've been having bomb weddings. <laughs> yes. They've been doing that. Been doing but it. social media is the one that now you see the receptions and the way they party and right. everything. So. For black women, for black women in general, mm-hmm. makeup is a big thing because they don't make a lot of stuff for our skin and they don't make a lot of things that are kind. Yeah. What kind of, uh, what kind of things do you think work best for women? It depends on their shade, obviously, mm-hmm. whatever shade they use. But do you feel there are certain like independent brands that you want to shout out that work good for African-American ladies? Um, yeah, there's a couple um, that I have that I'm fans of. Mm-hmm. Uh, one in particular is Black Opal. Black Opal, okay. Um, they're fantastic um, mm-hmm. with having a variety of shades for us. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also, I think you pronounce it Morena Beauty. Mm-hmm. Um, they're also good with that as well. Um, Prime Beauty. I've been using their stuff like crazy lately on my brides. Stop. And um, I'm talking about skin specifically. Yes. Um, because there's still a lot of companies that are totally missing the mark with all of the shades and all of the beautiful ranges of melanin that are out there. There are so, so many, yeah. so many, man. Yeah. There's so many colors. That's one thing about um, black and Spanish people. Right. And I think the Spanish culture is finally starting to transition to understand that there are other shades to you mm-hmm. and they all need to be represented. Just a look lot. at it. Uh, 
the young lady, uh, I can't pronounce, I won't pronounce her name, so I'm not going to butcher it, but Amira. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's dope. But, you know, if to, to the whole world, she's just a black woman. Mm-hmm. She's not Spanish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. But at the end of the day, it's all cultural. It's all African right. culture. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I appreciate that we are the beauty of our people are finally being out mm-hmm. there like that. And we're Definitely. working with the, and makeup and everything else. And we're, we're challenging the views. Um, was there ever a time that you wanted to get into, like, big high fashion and work with, like, big high fashion brands and stuff of that nature and not do the bride thing but wanted to go into, like, the high, high fashion, like, going to, like, Milan to do makeup and something of that nature? Mm-hmm. Um, I thought about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's always avenues to pursue that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, I don't want to do high fashion and runway. It's just, not, I, I actually enjoy working with brides. If I'm called to do a job and it's like an editorial photo shoot or something yes. like that, then I would do it, but mm-hmm. it's not my niche. Um, I got you. My niche is, I, I like dealing um, specifically. You and know, it's working. We're getting married. Yeah. Yeah. That's working, man. I, I think it's just dope. Because a lot of people don't... People people want to conquer the world. Mm-hmm. You can conquer the world through your niche. Yeah, definitely. Just stick with what you do best. And it's, sometimes it kind of pays out for you at the, at the time. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's I think it's nice to do things that are um, creative. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I do want to do a shoot where I can play in some color and things like that because a lot of my brides they come to me because they're looking for a specific aesthetic yeah. neutral, neutral colors and mm-hmm. things so sometimes I'm like oh, I wish somebody <laughs> would choose color you're going to get bored yeah. you're creative that's yeah. that's that's, 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 that's day, hands just, down you're going to get bored I love them I yes. love these, these women <laughs> yeah. well, tell me some of the um, the fun things about being a makeup artist what are some of the fun things that people don't necessarily get to see um for me, I would say the fun things, um, mm-hmm. of course, is like, there's always shopping for makeup. That's always fun. <laughs> All of that can get out of hand. Any you places know? that you would like to recommend? <laughs> I um, keep, keep, keep those close to the vest a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I mean, nothing in particular. Because the thing about it is that I don't do a lot of shopping in stores. Ah. Unless it's like a professional discount. Right, like right, we right. All, we, those of us that have like some credentials will mm-hmm. get professional discounts that are like substantial. Yeah. So a lot of times in the store, unless you go to like a professional, a pro store, yeah. like, you know, then you don't get that. So I do a lot of my shopping online where I can get those discounts. <laughs> I love that, yo. Um, so I love that's that. Fun. That's dope. Discounts are fun. Yeah. Um, also like talking with my um, my beauty sisters. We have yeah. a lot of fun conversations about the things we do. Um, you know, sometimes client stories and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, which are funny. Um, sometimes, you know, things that we wish could have gone differently. You know, but the conversations are fun. You know, the working um, mm-hmm. with. You know, I have a couple of girlfriends that I'll do weddings with, mm-hmm. and we we have a ball together. It's a very social type of. Um, career path where energy plays a big role obviously yeah you need to have good energy to do that kind of stuff and that's one thing about you you definitely got good energy fam as soon as you came in here i was like she's good she's good she doesn't have an aura you didn't seem standoffish because i'm a hugger most women they they pull back and they got the the hand out for the handshake but you're running for the hug which is cool that's that's really dope (laughs) though because i think that that has helped contribute to your career. Yeah. Because definitely. you don't seem like a person who's like, nah, I'm not talking to you. Don't, eh, you don't have the attitude you can't be issue. That way. 
Yeah, You'd be surprised. Is. I know. <laughs> I, I, I know. Believe me. I see it um, yeah. a lot in the pro community. Um, mm-hmm. There are, you know, um, artists who sometimes don't want to connect with other artists or don't want to connect with um, clients and so forth. But that's connecting with my clients on an emotional level is mm-hmm. important yeah. to me. Um, that's actually how I um, book a lot of my brides is through an emotional connection mm-hmm. there because it's an emotional journey that they're taking. So. I appreciate the fact that you 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 acknowledge that. Yeah. A lot of people don't really acknowledge that. They're so caught up in this the business professionalism right. and everything else. No, it's an emotional thing, Definitely. especially dealing with someone's like the supposed to be the best day of their life right. next to them having children. This is it. You know what I mean? This is the big finale to some relationships. And then not so much. But anyway, <laughs> we're going to leave that one alone. We're not going to talk about the D word today. But um, I really, really think that you are, you are doing your thing in a way that is really dope. And I, I appreciate that. Now, in this business, right, you are going to deal with a lot of people. you got divas. Mm-hmm. You've got... You know, bridezillas, obviously. You've probably come across a couple of bridezillas in your time. But you don't seem like the type of person who wants to document all that and put all that kind of stuff out there. Was that a conscious decision to not be the super BTS person who's, like, all over the place trying to put herself out there and throw these things at it? Were you more like, Yo, I'm going to do this from a very clean and professional way of doing things? Yeah, um, being professional is number one right. to me. There's too many creatives that are talented but leave somehow the professionalism leaves the, the door. Just it's out. They miss it completely. And then they'll understand, they get confused about why they're not getting booked mm-hmm. or why clients are not taking them seriously or trying to haggle them. Mm. Um, but then there's behavior that's being posted on social media that is unprofessional and that's ratchet. <laughs> let's, keep it all, let's keep it all the way real. The word of the day. Right. Ratchet. Because, you know, <laughs> so like, but... Oh, you know, it's a, that's a whole other conversation, mm-hmm. but it's like, um, so being professional is really important to me. And then I love doing stories yeah. you know, for my, for my yeah. rides and so forth. I yeah. love to take my followers and my audience through my mm-hmm. journey with them. Right. There's stuff that happens behind the scenes, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean I need to post it all. You're not world starring it. No, uh, yeah. I'm not here to embarrass yeah. my clients. I'm here to dignify them. Now that's what I'm talking about right there. That's what I'm talking. that's real G shit right there. That's G talk. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you: You've done celebrities. Yes. Is it different working with celebrities than it is working with Jane Doe, who who lives in Franklin Lakes, and she just is a banker? Um, I would say. The first couple times I worked on some celebrities, of course, I was more nervous mm-hmm. because um, of who they are. But then I had to remember that they're people. Yeah. They're people. Yeah. You know, they want to they want to be treated well and treated, um, you know, kind, mm-hmm. you know, just like other people. They have a different lifestyle that they lead and they're used to um, people behaving a certain way yeah. around them sometimes. But you know, I know this may sound cliche, but like I consider all my clients celebrities. Ah. So anybody who sits in my chair is going to be treated the same way. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? There's no differentiating. That's that. dope, though. That's that's rich right there. That's like a really good way of putting it. And 
I feel the same way about all my all my clients too. Yeah. I feel like all my clients. Some I know they're not going to give me the energy that I need, and I got to push that energy. Same thing when I do with, with a podcast. Right. One thing about podcasting that I learned is that every person that I do a podcast with, I, you have to treat them like they are who they are right. and give them that respect. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one good thing is I've had a lot of, a lot of people that I've had on the show are those people. Yeah. And, they, and I, I respect what they do. I wouldn't have them on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, did you ever have a time where you needed to like walk away from a client because it was just like it just wasn't fair absolutely yeah Yeah, I've done it um, a couple of times Um, the first time I didn't trust my gut like Mm. I found in finding this business um, being an entrepreneur the benefit is of course you know the obvious stuff making your own schedule controlling Mm -hmm. your income you know and so forth but also um, being able to choose who you work with. Yes. And so um, my clients, with the exception of, like, maybe a couple, have been great. Mm-hmm. But I have had a couple where I felt like it was going to be a nightmare for me. Uh, I strongly believe that not all money is good money. Yes, I and believe in I, that. I'll be the first one to tell someone that I'm not a good fit. And I'm walking away. Them. Yeah, that yeah. I'm unavailable. Yeah. Absolutely. I have walked away from clients and didn't regret it. And I've walked with clients and kind of regretted it mm-hmm. because it was like maybe I was a little too harsh. Okay. Have you ever felt like you were too harsh on people on on a client? Like you know what? Maybe I can work this out. You might have been hesitant at first, but maybe we can work this out. Hmm. I would say maybe in terms of just showing some flexibility um, with certain with certain clients. Um, hmm. The thing is, is that it's really a fine line when, um, you know, dealing with clients and business because for some reason, although we have probably the most important role, mm-hmm. you know, of a wedding in particular because people are looking at your face first. Yes. Um, in the industry, we don't necessarily get the respect that we need. Mm. And so it's a fine line between being able to be flexible with a client and not allowing them to dictate to you how you run your business um, because they'll lose respect yes. for you if they do that. The, med- the, the moment you, you, you do that, like, it's crazy. I can talk to a client and I'll be like, well, we're going to do this outfit and look at, and we'll look at this outfit. And they'll be like, you mean the look? I'm like... I'm like, yeah, the look. Like, don't give you a photography jar- jargon <laughs> at all because it doesn't work at all for me because I'm just like, no, you know exactly what I'm saying. You just want to try to impose yourself. <laughs> just sit down and relax. Everything is going to come to fruition. Just relax. Um, knowing that you set that line up right away, it's important to do that, to set that line. Like, look, you're not going to tell me how to do this. I got this. Just let me do this. When did you gain that confidence? Wow. Um because I know I, in the beginning it couldn't have been right away. No, it's not. In a mm-hmm. way, you know, in the in the beginning, I would, you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things we do in the beginning that eventually you stop because you figure out it's not working. Like, for example, you know, early on, I'm sure a lot of artists can relate to this, is mm-hmm. taking appointments and not requiring a retainer, you know, just a deposit, that type of 
thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I remember I'm, that early yeah, on. Yeah. And I would, I'm, I'm just now getting to that point now where I'm like starting to like push that now. Oh yeah, yeah it's, it jump. has to be a requirement yeah. because otherwise, how are people taking you seriously? There's no mm-hmm. skin in the game. Mm-hmm. So um, I remember I used to, you know, it stopped pretty quickly, mm-hmm. but I would someone would say, oh, I wanted to, you know, can you do my face for something? And this was when I was charging like $50 or something. Mm. And then they would be like, oh, something came up and, you they know. pull out. And oh, you, yeah. And you're, like, you're stuck with like, wait a minute, hold up, where's the money? Exactly. Where's Everybody's the money? been there. Oh. I was so long ago. I can't, and it's funny because mm-hmm. eventually you get to a point where you're like, okay, that has to um, change. So yeah. now I have a, a whole different set of procedures um, and mm-hmm. policies in place that are there to protect both myself and the client. Yeah. So I really don't have those types of issues right. anymore. I've, I've learned to use the web. Like, so I'll be like, listen, you can Venmo me, you can yeah. PayPal me, yeah. you can cash at me, you can Zell me today. <laughs> I want the deposit on this date. And if you don't get a deposit after the first meeting, it's over. Like, yeah. we're not having a conversation. Yeah. I've definitely pushed that towards when, I'm, when it's time to start really working with people. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's just a, a business courtesy at this point because it's something that you need to do. That's dope that you figured that out early on because a lot of people don't. No, and, you know, um, again, that's why you have to have a network mm-hmm. and community and so forth of other people that are professionals that you can talk to about these things. Right. Because if you're a person, photographer, makeup artist, hairstylist, and you're out here doing it alone, you're not talking to anybody, you're not taking any workshops, you're not any professional groups or anything, how will you know mm. what to change and so forth? I mean, a lot of the um, friends I have, colleagues, um, groups I'm in and so forth have also contributed to me, you know, um, being able to put things in place mm-hmm. so that business is smooth. Yeah. You know? you, yeah. That's one thing I know is about you. You want, you want things smooth, man. And that's yeah, really good. Yeah, we don't have time. Let's... <laughs> <laughs> Like, let's get this makeup done and have some fun. No games. No games being placed. So where do you want your business to go now? You've moved into a very rarefied air where you are legit in this business. Like, it's not one of those things where you're a poser or anything of that nature. <laughs> you're, like, legit, legit. Uh, where do you want things to go? You're here now, you know? Um, You've done your first podcast. You're right here with me right now. Yeah, this is amazing. You're here? Thank you. No problem. No problem. This is amazing that you're here. Thank you for the opportunity. Um, there's a couple things I want. Uh, I'd like to build a team. Okay. Eventually, where I can actually send out artists that I trust onto jobs because mm-hmm. I just can't take all of them. Mm-hmm. And um, right now, I usually refer to my beauty sisters and so forth, but I'd mm-hmm. like to have a small team. Mm-hmm. Um, second, I'd like to do more destination weddings. Ah, now, okay. it's not as glamorous as everybody thinks, yeah. you know, because you are technically working. A lot yes. of times you're traveling alone. Mm-hmm. It's not like you know, as a woman, I can go off on an island right. and just roam the island by myself. Sure. But I would like to um, to serve more brides um, mm-hmm. across the country mm-hmm. and in specific countries I have my eye on. Got you. That's really dope. That's really, really dope. And as far as, like, your business, so you want to, do you ever want to become an agency or start your own line? Um, as far as that's concerned, uh, right now I feel like, Again, uh, there's a specific product that mm-hmm. I'd like to develop a line that I won't say much about now. Mm-hmm. But as far as an entire line, 
I don't know if I'm interested in that but that so much because of the cost and everything that's involved in that. I don't have the drive for it. And I'd I be lying you. if I said that I did. Mm-hmm. Um, the motivation. What's the yeah, motivation? Yeah, I don't feel I mean? like I have to jump on everything. But I do think it's important to have a passive income. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You should write a book one day. Somebody else said that <laughs> last year. Actually, write a book one, one day. day. One day you, should one th- day. you should drop a book. I think it. I think it'll be successful. You know, because you know, there aren't a lot of people who have that ability to go. I think you have the ability to transition into other things quite seamlessly, because you okay. definitely have that that vibe. It's not like I'm just this and that's all I do. It's not. There's a lot going on turning right there, man. I can see it. Well, listen, I like to say thank you for coming on my show, and I really appreciate you coming on. But, um, yeah, let the people know we can find you, talk, tell people what's going on, what's the latest thing they should be looking out for from you, everything. Sure. So um, you can find me on uh, Instagram as uh, Brides by Melanie B. Yes. My website is also uh, bridesbymelaniebee.com. Um, I'm always doing something in terms of, you know, brides. I have a few more brides uh, coming up that are pretty amazing. I have a big uh, New Year's Eve wedding that mm. I'll be doing. I'm super excited about that. I'll <laughs> be with my bride. That's probably going to be really dope. Yeah, <laughs> she actually wants her makeup changed before the ball drops. So that'll be pretty fun. How does that even work? Okay, how does that even work? Before we go in? Oh, we just get it done. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how many? How many times? Okay. Anyway, because anyway, <laughs> I'm just thinking about how many times you got to wipe her face down. Oh no, there's no. We just refreshing up and add. Oh, okay, no, okay, like, okay. Moving an entire face and so forth. We just All right. freshen up. All right. Because in my head, as a man, I'm thinking, oh, so you got to wipe down the entire face? No, 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 that's no. nuts. Okay. That's not necessary. Okay, okay, but okay. But I'm excited about that because that'll be um, that should be fun. Um, I'm also going to be, you know, I like to do content. Yes. So I'm also going to be um, doing some things for 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking to enter into bridal styling. Oh, okay. That's my next avenue. I meant to add that to the other things. Yeah. Um, I really want to style brides. So um, that's something that you can stay tuned for. Nice. Because I'll be adding that in. That's going to be fly, yo. Yeah, it's gonna be fly because you've got plenty of experience. You've seen a lot. Seen probably seen more than most. That's really dope. All right. So, I mean, I mean, there's not much to say, man. Other than look, thank you guys for tuning in. We're gonna be. This will be out soon, obviously. And I'll catch you guys on the next episode. Thank you guys. And on that note, peace. <laughs>